Hey everybody, it's Tara Bryan and you are listening to Course Building Secrets Podcast. Whether you're a coach or a CEO, the success of your team and clients is based on your ability to deliver a consistent experience and guide them on the fastest path to results. This podcast will give you practical, real-life tips that you can use today to build your online experiences that get results and create raving fans. Why? So you can monetize your expertise and serve more people without adding more time or team to your business. If you're looking to uncover your million-dollar framework, package it and use it to scale, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Course Building Secrets Podcast. I have Tracy Phillips here with me today, and I am so excited for you all to meet her. She is amazing and um, is a video queen and is going to tell us all things video today. So, uh, Tracy, welcome to the podcast. So happy to have you here. Give us a little bit of uh, your background and, um, and what makes you tick. Well, you know, I was born in 19 diggity two. No, I'm just <laughs> I, so I've come from a pro video world. So I've been in the pro video world for 20 years. Uh, and I started in documentaries. I was actually nominated for an Emmy in documentary. And about seven years ago, I was introduced to the world of online marketing. I had no idea it even existed. Like it was honestly like those rays of sunshine. I was like, ah, because I realized I have a unique skill set to help people online with video. And so really my magic sauce is helping entrepreneurs take those scattered but brilliant ideas and turn them into videos that convert while getting them comfortable on camera, which is a big thing. And you and I were talking before the show about it doesn't matter how confident you are about what you're teaching or you can be speaking to a room full of thousands, but suddenly it's the Cindy Brady syndrome where that light goes on and you're just like deer in headlights. I like to say doe in headlights. And so I really have found my niche online, uh, just helping entrepreneurs to step into their own light and use video to grow their business. I love that. And it's so, so needed. And we were talking a little bit before the podcast about just kind of a little bit of my experience with the video too. I've, um, you know, I, I was telling Tracy, like I'm super comfortable, was super comfortable being on stage, speaking to thousands of people, super comfortable with meetings and, and working with people. And my very first time we tried to do a professional video shoot for my agency, I hired a team, a, a video team to come in and they literally laughed at me for four days because I would get on camera and I go, bleh, bleh. I like, I could not, like, there was just like nothing. Um, and, um, and so it's, it's so needed this, like being able to figure out how to do this and, and how, how to go through this process. So I'm excited to dive into that for all of you out there who are also maybe like me, where video is not necessarily your thing, or you have found every excuse in the book to not be on video. Tracy, for years, my excuse was, well, my hair isn't done. Yep. That's right, like, so that is that is a lot of t- and I work a lot with entre- entrepreneurial women and um, I am not a girly girl. I will not spend more than five minutes getting camera ready, but I get camera ready every morning. Otherwise, I will not record any videos. And right. so you have to realize what camera ready is for you. And there there's a lot and we should definitely dive into like perfectionist Patty. There's a lot behind that. And that's a story. So you're using it as an excuse. And I like to say excuses are like belly buttons. Everybody has them and it's useless because 
they're like, you can keep making up excuses on why you shouldn't be on video, yep. but the truth is you need to be on video. And so it doesn't help you or your business by coming up with those. I mean, and I've heard them all like, I mean, it's like, I, my hair isn't right. You know, I, I have wrinkles. I'm overweight. I'm underweight. I like, you know, like I always say, like, I can't make you taller. I can't make you thinner. I can't make your boobs higher, but I can help <laughs> you show up on video because all of that doesn't matter also to your audience right. at all. Right. Like, yeah. They don't care. The only person who cares is you. And that's where perfectionist Patty comes in because she sits on your shoulder and she just reminds you of all of the little things that are wrong with you and yeah. all the reasons you shouldn't be doing video. And again, they're all just excuses. And, and I, <clears throat> when I, I do webinars or masterclasses, I literally have rooms of hundreds of people where in the chat, I have them say, suck it, Patty, because mm -hmm. you have to just, you know, kick her off your shoulder and say like, yep. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to take imperfect action. Yep. Yep. Totally. Yeah. I made myself get on camera. I think it was like a series of like 15 days or something with my hair all up, like in a ponytail and like on the top of my head and whatever. And I'm like, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. Like stop, stop, stop. So, you know, when I did that, I was like, Psh, nobody cares. Nobody said, Oh my God, what is going on with your hair? Like nobody said that. Although when I do have a good hair day, I do oh. hear that. <laughs> like, Oh, your hair looks great. Oh, okay. Thanks. Um, but yeah, so that's great. And, and um, it, it's funny that you mentioned perfectionist, Patty, because when I met you for the very first time, one of the things I loved about you was the fact that you were very intentional about being clear about who your people were and you gave them names like that. Like yeah. this person, you know, like I attract the person who, you know, is perfectionist Patty and I can help her get better on video and blah, blah, blah. And like, that was so compelling because so often I think that um, when you can name either your person or um, a behavior trait of your person, yeah. it make it gives you so much more clarity on who you're helping and how you can help them. Even just giving somebody that visual of like, right? Like that, that in and of itself could be the thing that helps somebody get over that hurdle. Yeah. And you've just given them that tool that that yeah. wording to be able to say that so I love that and I, I'm sure it's just the way that you think but can you just give us a little bit of um, insight into your brain in terms of how that works because I think that there are a lot of people who don't who don't think about their person as like a little character or an avatar well I think also I was that person so again being the professional behind the camera and again, this is something we talked about ahead of time, but, but so, so when you're really good at something and then you're told to do something, you're not good at all of those feelings of like, I'm not good enough. I don't want to be an amateur. I am smart. I am educated. I am the best at what I do. And now you're telling me to do this other thing. And here's the thing about video. That's super annoying because, you know, I love to hire everything out, but like you can't hire out your video, you can bring in a crew and help you with your video. But if you are the face of your brand, it's you who needs to show up and video used to be nice to have. And now it's a must have, like it, mm -hmm. there's no more, like you can't sit on that fence any longer. And so I think when it comes to really, I mean, it comes down to Tara really understanding your audience, understanding uh, the, the women mostly who are attracted to me are 40 and above have had a successful offline business, want to bring it online, want to share their gifts, want to reach a community of people who they know that they can help. And 
this video thing is it's just driving them bananas. And so Mm -hmm. I also work, you know, the introverts are, they are so good on camera once they work with me, because the truth about video is it's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. about your audience and helping your audience. And so I like to say, you have to simply make the desire to reach your audience greater than your fear. And you really kind of only have to do that once. Mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. over that hump and pull up yeah. off the bandaid and then just keep making videos. Well, and don't you think that that audience, the offline to online, like they have not probably been the face of their brand or in the spotlight in the way that, that video puts you in the spotlight. Cause you're using Correct. video to become more visible and Correct. to increase your authority. So people are attracted to you, Correct. but when you're doing services or um, you're working with clients one-on-one, you don't really have to appear that way. You don't have to be the, the one who's owning the, the almost owning the authority and, and being in the spotlight. So even helping people get over that bridge of how do you put yourself in the spotlight, put yourself out there. Um, And uh, we were talking about this too, is that sometimes you're working with corporate where you're almost told not to be in the spotlight, right? Right. Don't shine. Don't stand out. Don't, you know, don't be the one who's, you know, being vocal, more vocal than everyone else, like fit in or whatever. And, and really teaching them how to get over that, that hurdle is probably part of it too. Big time. And, and, and listen, and it's, it's, it's a journey. I know everybody says that about like your online businesses, but it really is. And so it is that first hurdle of saying like, okay, I need video and I'm going to do it and just declare it. I'm going to do it. And then there's the, what I call the sucking period, because you're going to, you're not going to be great at it right away. And, and I joke, but it's not really a joke is, you know, we're so used to being good at what we're, what we do. And it drives us bananas that we're not good at video that I, I keep asking people like, what are you waiting for? Cause you're not going to take a pill at night and wake up the next morning and be like, I am awesome on camera. Cause it doesn't work. I wish it did. I wish there were a little pill or an easy button you could push. Right but there isn't. And so you do have to kind of embrace the sock, realize that it's okay to take imperfect action. Because again, if you are, whether you're from corporate or you're just a professional offline, you have a standard that you're used to performing at and video brings you way down the ladder. And so you just have to be like, yep, I suck at this and I'm going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So again, making that desire to reach an online audience greater than your fear of showing up and looking like an idiot. Now here's the thing. Also, you're never going to look like an idiot only to you. Mm -hmm. Nobody else cares. So you're making it about you and your videos aren't about you. Your videos are about reaching an audience, helping them shine, helping them discover something they didn't know, helping them make more money, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so honestly, I think that's one of the things when I work with my students and clients is when I say like, this has to not be about you. Like, what can you share with your audience? And then all of a sudden their audience starts showing up and asking questions. And there's this aha of like, oh my gosh, I was totally thinking about this the wrong way Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you think, you know, they see the gurus or they see the influencers showing up on video. And I have, I have video of people like Marie Forleo from 10 years ago, and it is terrible. And she is thrown up against a radiator in a tiny New York apartment. The framing is terrible. It's like a crotch shot. It's like, it's bad, but guess what? She kept showing up. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. didn't start out with a crew of 10 in this beautiful loft space in New York. 
None of us do. Right. right. And why would you want to pay for that anyway, when you're not good at it? Right. right? Like, yep. hundred percent. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that it is, it's, it's just like your, your need to serve yeah. needs to be greater than your need to show up as, as being perfect and, perfect. and yeah. being fabulous. And I think that um, for me, one of the things is I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to have anything to say. Like, what am I going to say? Like, even with this podcast, when I first started, I was like, well, what am I going to say? And, and everyone who knows me is like, um, you have never actually had a problem talking or expressing your opinion, but that was a real thing. And I was like, well, if I'm on camera, like, what am I going to say? What, what's yeah. important enough for me to say? And I had to find my own voice with it. Yeah. So it was like the video sucking, but also finding your own voice with it and then being comfortable yeah. with whatever that looks like. And that takes, and that takes time. Like, so again, like when I, 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 we were talking about scared baby Tracy, like my very early videos were, I was quiet and you know me, that's hilarious, right? I was quiet. I was reserved. I was professorial. I thought I had to like teach in a certain way. So the content was good, but it got lost in this like really bad delivery of who I thought was supposed to show up. So there is that like playing around period of like, who am I? And I really love that you said like you have opinions because that's the thing that's going to set you apart on video. Don't try and fit into everybody else's like picture of what good video is. Um, I am known for laughing at myself, like doing funny shtick things. Like I have a standing desk and I will get on a soapbox and I will get really heated and I will like start to, you know, get fiery. And then I step down, you know, like comically off my soapbox. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, and it's really funny to people because they're like, oh my gosh, I just want to show up like you. And I'm like, you can't, now you're not going to be me. Like that is my unique sense of humor, but it's okay to have a sense of humor. It is really okay to have an opinion because if you don't, you're going to get lost in the sea of sameness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so a lot of people, oh no, I don't want to say that because I worked with someone very early on who was amazing, but was so afraid to put her opinion out there that like, I mean, I don't even think she has an online business anymore because Mm -hmm. she really got lost in the sea of, of everybody else because she just didn't stick out in any unique way. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's definitely, it's definitely a thing. Um, I think for me, and and I want to get into your journey and how you've built your business and what that all looks like. Um, But I I love talking about this because I think it's so fascinating because it's something that everybody struggles with. Like it's, it's just like the thing. Um, for me, I think my biggest thing was like stopping trying to read a script. Yeah. Like I I was like, it's all going to be scripted and I have to have all the things. And then I would have the teleprompter and I would have all the things. And I was like, then that's when you become, I think the same, you become that like robot. Well, you're you're reading and you're reading. And then, and then if you don't like, it's the same thing when I first um, started doing public speaking I would like, you know, have my note cards and then I would miss a spot and I'd be like, crap, now I don't even know what I'm talking about because all right. I'm doing is like trying to memorize all my note right. cards. In fact, um, I, I always tease my mom. My mom um, owns a foundation. So she gets up and speaks to thousands of people. And when she first started speaking on her note card said, hi, my name is. Oh yeah. And she's reading, like, she's literally reading from her note. And I said, mom, do you not know your name? Right. Well, I appreciate well, that. In I her. have to look at it. Right. And I'm like, no, you don't. But part of that is nerves. Right. And so there is, yeah. when you talk about process or a journey, um, you know, when I first started doing live video and something I do want your audience to know is like, 
if you're not doing videos, the easiest and best way to get good at video is actually live video. And it sounds like the hardest and scariest way, but you don't have to script. And, but when I started my live videos, I would script it word for word and it would take, you know, long. And to the point now where when I go live, I'm not getting my alarm goes off. I'm like, oh crap, I'm going live in a couple of minutes. <laughs> like, I know what I'm going to talk about. I mean, I've thought through the content, but it's bullet points. And even yes. with my scripted videos, like a landing page or a homepage or a sales page, I record it in chunks mm-hmm. and just edit mm-hmm. the chunks together because your delivery is going to be so much better when you are engaging and teleprompter is really, really hard to do well by yourself. So like Mm -hmm. we as a crew, you know, I come from a professional background where the teleprompter is in the camera, but even still the CEOs, the doctors, the key opinion leaders that I've worked with, you're either good at teleprompter or you're not. I'm great at teaching teleprompter. I am not great at teleprompter. Mm-hmm. Um, it, mm-hmm. no matter how good I get my pre-recorded videos are never as good as my lives. And right. here's an right. interesting little like factoid is your audience prefers live video. Yeah. Four times, well, yeah and four. because what you said before, you can inject your personality, yes. you can do different things, or you can yeah. like say your opinion, or you can, yeah. you know, do a little action. If you're on the teleprompter, you're like, Oh crap. Oh crap. I got to talk as fast as the teleprompter no. is going. And if I miss it, then I'm like, right. all do it again. You have to do it again. And you have to, and the teleprompter trick too, is, you know, coming from the pro video world is what people do wrong is it's called tracking where they're actually reading. You should never be reading because, because the top line should always come to your eye line. And so (laughs) you should never see more than like three or four words at a time. And so that's when people jump ahead, it's just the wrong speed, but it's a lot to think about. It is a lot. Like it's a lot. Like, and yeah. again, coming from the pro world, I had teams of people. So when people ask me like very specific lighting questions, like I can help with a basic, like I can help you make your background and your lighting and all of those things look amazing. I do something called the home studio makeover, which I love. It's like mm. 20 minutes. I just, well, we meet on zoom and you like take me around your house or your office and we find the best lighting, the best sound. And I make suggestions based on your space. Um, but in the pro video world, when someone gets like super granular with a lighting question, I'm like, I don't know. I paid a guy like. a day to do that professionally. Like, so Mm -hmm. I call him like, Hey, Nick, like what's the answer to this? Right. Cause I have a Nick, right. Like, but again, when you think about all the things you have to to do simple, keeping it simple and having um, clarity. I love that when you talk about what do I talk about? It's not like what's in your head. You do have a ton. Everybody said what, what you're actually saying is I don't know how to focus what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. so that it matters to my audience. And that is a simple process of just taking all of those ideas. We have a love of stickies, you and I. And so like, but, and I do something called um, the magical content wheel, which helps Mm. you get all of that out of your head, but in a way so that it makes sense for your videos, because it has to make sense. You have to be kind. Um, You want your videos to be rather short, Um, unless it's, unless it's a webinar. And so when we talk about, so when I do a webinar or masterclass and I am using slides, I write, and this is so funny. My VA is like, I'm sorry, do you write your jokes out? And I'm like, oh yeah, they're written out. Yeah. But if you were to watch my webinar, you would think that I was just kind of like doing it off the cuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference is like, there's a lot of practice that goes behind making it sound <laughs> natural right. and off the cuff. And right. so, right. you know, that it's like permission to permission to learn something that you're, you're not an expert at. Like you're mm-hmm. not, you know, like we don't expect you to show up in this perfectly quaffed, perfectly produced, perfectly perfect world. Yeah. Um, well, and in fact, I think that people are more attracted to people when they're not like that, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah. I mean, I want to work with people who 
aren't super polished and look like they've got everything hundred percent figured out. Cause then I'm like, Oh, well they, you know, they're not a hot mess at all. So, (laughs) well, and you're not relatable like part of, so here's, here's the thing too. When we're talking about like selling courses, um, people are buying you. They're not buying your course, your membership. They're not buying your coaching or your widget or your product. They are buying you, which is why it's so important that you show up on camera. Um, but they're not buying a perfect version of you. They just want to trust you. They want to mm-hmm. trust that you can bring them from A to B, not A to Z, not like, right. Like it's just one little step, something they don't know. Can this person get me there? And in my world, like with my classes, I mean, we talk about like ascension ladders and things like that. People come into my world, then they'll take like live video launch pad, then they'll take six, six, then they'll hire me once they're successful for the test of magical, right? Like it's, they stay in my world because, and this is what I hear all the time. I just trust you. Mm-hmm. I know that you'll get me where I need to go. And that is what you want to build with an online audience is this trust that you mm-hmm. can help them. Yeah. And that's when you show up authentically, that's when that, right. that can happen. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. So very cool. So we could talk about that all day. All day. Um, I, I, you, my, for my people, like you can tell, like Tracy knows what she's talking about and she's got the passion behind yeah. it. So you, you hear that authenticity in what she's saying. So um, all right. So I want to transition Tracy to um, you building your online business because, you know, working um, you know, in professional uh, videography and doing that kind of work is different than y- your own entrepreneurial journey. So tell us a little bit about how, like the transition between like, oh, I have an expertise that people may want and actually turning that into a business. Yeah. And it's been a seven year journey because uh, I didn't know anything about online. And I was in a world where I was invited to you know, one of the bigger marketing events, I had no idea who this guy was. It was just a friend of mine happened to be speaking on stage. I had no idea he even like was speaking on stage. It was one of these weird things where you walk in a room and I'm like, is this some weird kind of like MLM? Like, what are, what are they? Like, this is out of the office, right? Like, this is not me. Uh, but then I realized, oh, all these people are trying to put themselves online and they need video help. And so I, I always say to my students and my, my clients who come to me when they're newer in the journey, thank God, because now you don't have to go through the, the, the rabbit holes that I did, because I really bought into that. Like you can take your expertise, put it online and you're going to be a millionaire. You're going to make money in your sleep. You're going to do this. It's going to be two commas. And, you know, and I fell for it hook, line and sinker. I'm like, <laughs> yes. and I, sometimes I do make like $27 from an SLO in my sleep. And I do celebrate that, but it has been a long time in the making, like getting to that, like waking up in the morning to Stripe funds. And so I really like just had to learn the online world like everybody else. I had to learn. Yes, I had a skill. Yes, I knew video, but A, I wasn't great on video yet. Um, So I had to learn how to do that. And I had to learn a lot about my audience. And so, I mean, at one point I hired a VA and she was like, oh, what landing page builder do you have? And she named three. And I said, yes. And she's like, which one? I was like, no, I have all of them. Because I didn't know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you hear this influencer say you needed this. So I was like buying stuff. And I was, you know, I was doing Facebook ads and I had no idea what I was doing. Turning cash into ash is what like my current Facebook person calls that. And so I, I made all the mistakes. I did all of the things. And then I realized focus on who you're helping focus on what, you know, you don't have to do or know all the things, right. Just be really good 
at helping people be comfortable on camera and reach their audience. And that's it. And so that's why, you know, I don't do a lot of the lighting tutorials and a lot of those things. I teach a little bit, but that's not, that's just like an entry into my world. And so, yeah, the journey has been along and I will say like a roller coaster. Cause again, I do what I call unlaunching now because I followed all the people and did all the things and it felt so wrong and not genuine. And I just one day was like, I'm just going to do this my way and mm-hmm. reach out to my list. And I'm like, I don't have a sales page, but I'm going to do this thing called video lab and video lab is like years old, but it was such a funny thing because people are like, okay. Oh, I don't need the fancy, like I don't need. And so I really try and teach people like you want to validate your idea, right? Just get some people in a group or get on a coaching call with someone and do your thing and then figure out what the process of that was and then put that out to the rest of the world. Like, so Mm -hmm. it does not need to be, um, what I see too many people doing in the course creation world is like, they spend so much time creating their course before validating it. And they spend far too much time fire hosing everything into that course. And, you know, like we were talking about one of my YouTube videos is like, how long should your course video be? And the answer is short. It's short because it's kind to your audience and you just want to get them like to the next place. And so, yeah, it has been, it has been a journey. It's an exciting one, but I also, you know, I like to joke around that I, I am the internet mullet because I have been rocking like business on top and nap on the bottom for seven years now. And I, I can't go back into corporate, right? Like I, right. I'm like, oh no, no one can take this away from me, right? Yeah, yeah, you're unemployable. Yeah, I really am. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I really am. Aren't we all yeah. <laughs> at this point? Awesome. So um, uh, that's that's amazing, and I love that journey. And it's it's a similar journey to a lot of people who kind of just like sort of stumble into this world. They're like, well, I you know I have an expertise. I'm good at this thing. I guess I'll start selling it. Um, and so I love, I love how you're saying we teach the same thing where, you know, you launch your beta first before you go and build your course, because the last thing that you want to do is build something and then hear crickets. Cause it's really fun to build something, but it's not really fun to build something. And then nobody buys it. No, and um, a lot of people hide behind the building Yep, and they don't yep. put it out there into the world. Right. I'm going to do this. It's kind of like that. I won't go on camera until it's like, oh, but this isn't built. Oh, this isn't ready. And this isn't. And it's like, oh, no, that's more excuses. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Because, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, not only do you need to test your audience, but you need to make sure you can get them results. Exactly. And if you can't get them results, then it doesn't, it doesn't really matter how cute or wonderful or. No, or well-produced or like the editing and fancy and like, yeah, nobody wants that. Yeah. 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 So awesome. Okay, cool. So um, if you had to give my audience like one cool, like awesome technique that they can use um, to further their, their goals, what would that be? I honestly think it would be to just get out there in imperfect action to, to be okay with not being awesome on video, like to just do it anyway. And I'm, you know, it's not a Nike commercial, but at the same time, it's a skill that you can learn and you can get really good at it. And it's probably not as hard as you're making it out to be in your head, but like, I I can never give people feedback unless they actually make videos. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. so I think the biggest piece of advice is like, despite your fear, despite feeling, you know, inadequate, do it anyway. Um, because it is, it's a skill and it is a tool. 
in your toolbox of marketing that is never going to fail you. And you're going to need it for years down the, down the line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and the thing is, is that like done is better than perfect, but if you don't take action, you're, you don't have any way to get started. And one of the things that, that we talk a lot about is like your first iteration is not your last. Like you can record a video today and then you can get on and record another video tomorrow because you want, you know, but you don't need to, but you could, it's not like once you create it, it's like on a, you know, on a tablet, like a a rock and you can't ever change it. So knock it in, like knock it off. Right. Like don't perfect action. Take some imperfect action. And Mark Cuban says, and I, I, I'm like queen of mutilating quotes. So I'm going to mutilate this one, but he always says perfectionism is the killer of profitability. Mm -hmm. And it is so true because your visibility equals your currency. So how much you show up or don't Mm -hmm. affects your bank account. Mm -hmm. Right. And so don't let your perfectionism stop you from being a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. And and the other thing is, is that like, it's okay if it's not perfect, but oh, if please. you need it to be perfect for you, then do the work. Yeah. Like yeah. do the plan, figure it out, go get your hair done at the wow bar or the dry bar, oh, yeah. Or whatever yeah. <laughs> you have to do and then show up, right? Like do yeah. what you need to do to make yourself proud of what you're doing, but know that it's not going to be perfect. And it's probably going to suck. Your goal is to make it suck less. So right. and it do will what suck you- every time you show up, whether it's live or pre-recorded or, you know, interview or anything like that. Every time you do that, every time you show up, it is going to suck less and less and less. And something I didn't talk about that I often talk about is my expectation gap. And I do this with my hands and I know it's a podcast, so they can't see, but I'm holding my hands apart. And in one hand, my right hand is, where you want to be. It's all the influencers and the people that you see who look super comfy on camera, right? And in my left hand is where you actually are on the other shoulder. Now the gap is not as big as you think it is in your head, but you're never going to get to my right hand until you start making videos. And so you have to start making videos in order to get better at videos. There's no, there's no other way to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, yep, 100%. Stuck and just doing it. And I think the other thing that we haven't talked about yet is like the power is in the editing. The power isn't actually like in the video itself. Like you could edit it, you could add yeah. B-roll, you could add all sorts of oh, things yeah. to make it make it so much better. So if there's yeah, like one scene where you're picking your nose or something and you don't like it, just throw some B-roll on top of it. And right. it's it's something that that is effective. So there's all sorts of ways to get around. Yeah. I don't have, get a around little, I have a, I have a pre-recorded trick I'm going to share just with your community. I don't share this with anybody usually unless they're in my scripting class, but when you're doing a pre-recorded video and you have like, you know, very clear, like intro, what you're teaching and an outro CTA, uh, after your CTA, after you've gotten all the parts, go back and do the intro one more time because mm-hmm. you're warm yeah. and now your intro is going to rock. And the yeah. most important thing you say is the first thing you say. And so that's, that's a little trick that we use in pro production is, you know, we'll have the doctors run through it and then we'll have them go back and do the first couple sentences again, so that they're coming in with a warm energy. Right. Right. Not the deer in the headlights. Right. Not the, yeah, that deer in headlights. So yeah. 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 Awesome. Super cool. Oh, that's a great tip. Okay. So, um, my next question is a little bit, um, of a different topic, but, um, you have children, right? I do. Okay. So one question I love to ask is as a busy mom, entrepreneur, business owner, 
rocking the world. Like I'm always curious as to habits and routines that you have that help you kind of maximize your energy in all the different things that you do as a, cause I'm a busy mom of three and um, have my business. And so for my listeners who are kind of in this place of trying to do it all, what do you got? Well, first that, that, that there is such thing as a work-life balance. I think it's BS. Um, I call it a ballet, right? So when I'm in launch, when I'm doing something, when I'm actively working on a project, I'm not as available as I am out of launch. And so my family knows this, my husband will like, he's, I also have like a super husband who like does all the things. And so I don't, I don't feel like, oh gosh, this is going to get forgotten or, oh, the beds won't get made or, you know, whatever. Uh, First of all, I would never worry about the non-made beds, but, but it is like, that's part of our relationship. So that's very helpful. The other is I'm a morning person. So knowing your routines and stuff, and my, my daughter is definitely not, which Mm -hmm. I love. So even on school days, I let her sleep in as late as humanly possible because I get hours of work done before she's even awake. Then I check in with her. So couple things I do is I do not schedule calls before 10 AM my time. There is no, so, so I work, I check in with her, get her off to school, work a little more. And then I start my calls. I stop my calls at 4 PM. She blissfully takes the bus now. She didn't always. And so like, she doesn't get home to 417. So I work my schedule around her schedule always. No, sometimes I have to take a call. Um, the other thing is just really being mindful of when I am present with her, I'm present with her or my husband or right. Like, and, and that is something I've had to work at, put away mm-hmm. the phone, check in. My husband will say to me, like, he's like, check in. And um, that, that means like, put down your phone, like stop checking. And so it, it's a ballet of just learning, like, and that's not mm-hmm. right for everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like it could be totally different for another family, but it, it works for us. And I don't work on Fridays. I don't work on Fridays. And that started with her schedule because she was, she went to a kindergarten that was only half day and she would get off at noon and we would do, we would do adventure Fridays, which sometimes meant going to the library or food traffic or whatever it was. But I kept adventure Fridays for myself because part of being an online business owner is knowing that burnout is real. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like when people laugh and like, oh, you're so lucky you get to work at home. We even had friends who had an infant when we lived in another state and they, they were like, asked us to watch their infant because we didn't work. And we're like, <laughs> what the what? Like, I can't watch your kid. Like, I, like, it was such a funny thing to me that they thought like working from home meant I wasn't working. And so right, right. I feel like, and you know, as an entrepreneur and all of your audience knows, like you work extra hard. You were like, sometimes your days are way, 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 way longer than they would if you were like going into a nine to six or something. Um, but again, that balance of just not working on Fridays is, yeah. has been, I think what keeps me sane. Yep. Yep. No, I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Fridays are my day. Like sometimes I'm working, but it's on my stuff, right? Like the stuff that I want to be working on or catch up or whatever. Um, but yeah, no client calls, but yeah. So that's, that's so funny. So for me, the, the biggest thing is, um, is that I get up super early. Um, and I take a period of that time. That's just like my time. Right. So it's, you know, some, I'm not necessarily working on client stuff, but I'm, but it's my time. And so it's so funny, even the other day, like my husband got up super early and I'm like, why are you awake? The right, like, so I get, I get a little pissed. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I know I can't sleep. And I'm like, well, you can't come talk to me. 
Like this, this is, is my time. Wait, wait. Oh, I love that you had that reaction. Yeah, that's totally me. And I didn't mention like, so I actually, the first half hour of my day, I read fiction, not no business books. So I get a cup of coffee. I have a chair back there. That's my, I get a cup of coffee and I read fiction for a half an hour, no matter what in nice. lunch, out of lunch, yeah. no matter what is going on. I read for a half an hour for yeah. myself every single day. Brain candy. I love it. Oh That's what I call fiction. That. I love that. <laughs> All right. So speaking of reading, yeah. um, so what's one book resource or um, tool or whatever that you recommend to our people that has changed the game for you in this whole oh, yeah, business? such a hard thing. It depends. There's so many. Okay. My most recent is Mike Mikkelwitz who is, Mm -hmm. he's known most for profit first, but I don't actually think that's his best book. Get different. Because I haven't heard of that one. Most of his books, did did that one just come out? Yes. And it's mind blowing. And, and as far as when we're talking about visibility and getting lost in the sea of sameness, I just, A, I love his tone. He's from New Jersey. I'm from New Jersey. There's that definitely East coast tone in there. Um, But it is an easy read as far as like readability, but it will get your brain thinking in a way that's like, oh, I don't have to do what everybody else is doing. And so Get Different by Mike Mikowitz. That, that has been my like book of 2022. Everybody in my community knows like that is what, and I've read it and I'm rereading it. And every time I have an offer, I reread it again because how you show up for that offer, like you got to do it differently. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. I love that. I have not, I, I totally missed that book of his. Um, Awesome. So thank you very much. Okay. All right. So last question. This is the hardest one of the day. Um, No, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Where can our listeners find you? How can we learn more about what you do and get involved in your world? Well, currently you can go to my website, which is videoscriptsuccess.com. Uh, but I would say if you want to feel for me and my videos, as, as Tara knows, I would go to Video Script Success on YouTube because that will also bring you to all the resources. But if you go to Video Script Success on YouTube, uh, I have a bunch of videos. You'll get a very good feel for how I show up on video, how I, and again, these are pre-recorded videos, but from there, then you can come into my world because I also have a live show that I do every every Thursday. And so I am really, really um, community forward into like, what do you want me to talk about? Because I can talk about anything, right? And so mm-hmm. I really do listen to my community and, and when they want me to talk about something we do. Awesome. And you're definitely going to want to go check out those videos. I love watching Tracy's videos because she's like adds in some surprises that are surprisingly easy to add, but so often we don't think about it because we're just too worried about how we show up or what we're saying or whatever. So go check out those videos for sure. Um, Tracy, it was a pleasure having you today on the podcast. Thank you so much for imparting all of your knowledge with my listeners today. And, uh, and again, everyone have a great day and uh, look forward to, to talking again. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. The best thing you can do is to take action on an idea or tip that resonated with you. To help you take action, I have a free gift for you that you can download in the show notes. During each episode, we publish an action plan worksheet and other helpful takeaways from our speakers in the Course Building Secrets Creators Lab. To register for free, click on the link in the show notes. Enjoy.
Hey, everybody, wanted to come on at the end of this episode and let you know about an event that's coming up in August of 2023. So we are super excited to announce the second annual Gamify My Course Camp five-day challenge that's coming up. It is totally free. And listen, what it's going to do is help you think about how do you add participation? How do you add more engagement and opportunities for your people to actually get results in your online programs? And each day, we're going to jump on live with actionable tips for you to be able to do that. So I would love to invite you to sign up for the Gamify My Course Camp, which is going to be August 7th through the 11th with a special bonus session on the 14th. So come and join us. Can't wait to see you at camp this year because listen, your kids get to go to camp, other people get to go to camp, so I think over the summer we should all go to camp as well. All right, so we're going to do fun activities like tug of war and um, archery practice and different things like that. So go check out our page at uh, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 2023 underscore gamify. That is how you can get a hold of us. In the show notes, there should be a QR code and this link for you to jump on and register. It's totally free and would love to see you on August 7th. All right, there you go. Have a great day.